Hey guys, I'm Esther, owner of Sarah Design. And I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community and covering industry secrets and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hey guys, welcome back to Better, the brand designer podcast. Today, we have arguably the most important guest that we've ever had. Literally, my most important (laughs) guest. Esther's most important guest, Esther's husband, Jake. Welcome, Jake. Hey, Esther. Hey, Jen. How are you guys doing? Great. We've been sitting next to you talking with you, so we know exactly how you're doing, how we're doing. (laughs) But so excited to have Jake on the podcast today. It's going to be a good one. And we always love getting the three of us together, especially since we miss Jen so much since she hasn't been in Chicago. You know, it was so fun just spending time with like the three of you. And I feel like, I feel like when you have a friend, but you don't know their partner and then you like get to know them around their partner, it's just like, it opens up a side of their personality and just like makes you just love them even more. And Esther and Jake just like have the best, like most positive vibes. Like Jake is so chill. And like, I don't know, Esther, like, I feel like you, like he brings out this like goofy, like silly side in you that I love. And like, I don't know, I think you guys are the cutest. Oh, thank you. It's cool to hear it too, because obviously like we're in the relationship, we're next to each other all the time. So we don't see it from an outsider point of view, but I love hearing that makes me happy. Yeah. So Jake is not an, like a typical guest that we would usually have that has like a whole business bio and everything. But Jake, did you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? And maybe you guys can share a little bit about how you met. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I'm Esther's husband for uh, about two and a half years now. We've been married. Um, yeah, I'm an accountant. So really outside of the, the design world. Uh, I work in, uh, at a corporate job, uh, looking at Excel all the time. So a little bit of a different world than, uh, than Esther and Jen, but, uh, yeah, kind of been alongside Esther on this entire process that she's been on over the last nearly two years now. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, been here encouraging her, listening to her, just trying to, trying to be a resource wherever I can. And yeah, it's been, been a lot of fun over the last couple of years. I'm excited to see where where the future uh, continues to take Sarah's design and uh, and Esther herself. It's really cool too, because Jake has seen me through so many different job transitions. When we started dating, I was working in corporate advertising. And then very soon after that is when I transitioned into working into nonprofit. And so he saw me through that transition, which was also very difficult in a different way. And then when I decided to start my own business as well. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more from him and kind of just like relive a little bit of that journey and the changes that we've had to make, not just like in my own business, but how it's affected our relationship as well. So there's a lot there, but a little bit about where we met, we met, so Jake and I both moved to Chicago roughly five years ago. Jake is pretty close to his five year just over his five-year mark, and I'm about five and a half years. And we were both attending a church at the time, and we met there, were acquaintances, awkwardly church flirting for quite a long time. because It's so awkward to flirt at church. And then I hadn't seen him for a while during the holidays, so I like was like, okay, never mind. Like, the crush is gone. I will write him off, whatever. And then we got together. We saw each other again, and... Sparks hit off and we started dating and now we're married and now we have a puppy and a house and things have changed. You guys have like been through so many like big life stage moments. I feel like in the past two years, you know, with us starting your business, becoming homeowners, like adopting a pet together. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, and it hasn't even been that long. Like you said, you know, it's bit, you know, it's relatively new in the grand scheme of, of marriages, but you guys feel like just like old souls to me who are just meant to be together. And I feel like you kind of, 
you have those friends where you're like, yeah, they're in it for the long haul. And I, I see that in you guys. Definitely not like a relationship therapist at all. So hopefully it's not weird for me to say, but. You know, it'd be awkward if we're on this podcast and you're like, yeah, I don't see it for the long <laughs> yeah, haul, you guys. It's lasting. Um, I see some issues that I actually need to bring up. <laughs> Let's announce no. it to all of our listeners. Oh my gosh. You guys are going to be with us through thick and thin. Um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I always love hearing those little meet cute stories because I love, love so much. And my friends who are single, I'm always like texting them like, did he text you back? Like, how was the date? Like, do you need an out? Do you need me to call you? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so into that type of stuff because I mean, I don't know, like, you guys got together a little bit like later, later on in, in time than, than Dylan and I did. I mean, cause you know, back in high school, Dylan and I have been together for over 10 years, which is crazy. I think Tinder was just coming out when we started like talking in like 12th grade. <laughs> and wow. so like, I'm just watching my friends who are, you know, living their best single lives, having to navigate that space. And it's like, I could not be more grateful for having my person and having found them, you know? Yeah, I fully agree with that. Having tried to go through some of that space for a while Ooh. before I met Esther, it was like, it's rough oh, out there. glad to have <laughs> found her and yeah, built this relationship that we have now. And the thing too about like dating apps is some people, it works really well for them, does. but some people it doesn't. And then you're like stuck in this cycle. Yeah, we're just really lucky. <laughs> Love you guys. Okay, so intro question time for Jake and Esther. Both of you will answer for your partner. So what do you think your partner's strengths and weaknesses are in their careers? And we're not trying to f- start any fights here. <laughs> um, but I think that it's it's fun and interesting to hear from your partner like what they see in you because it might not be what you think for yourself. So I was thinking about this last night. Jake and I were going through this outline and I have a hard time figuring out what Jake's weaknesses are because he has so many strengths. I'm like, you're so good at your job. You're so good at like his job is accounting, right? And like dealing with Excel's numbers. But I think that he, his number one strength is problem solving. And he goes through things and like, He can get frustrated at stuff, but ultimately he is able to figure it out and like really heads down, just like working through something until he gets it right. And that's something that I admire him, not admire in him, not just in work, but also in life. I see that when something he can't figure it out, he just keeps working at it instead of giving up. So that's really cool to see in terms of weaknesses man I really don't know (laughs) I was joking that the other day he said he couldn't fit his entire excel sheet into (laughs) there it gave him an error that said there's too many lines you don't have enough lines I'm like that's your weakness weakness. (laughs) (laughs) but maybe it's this is kind of a, a strength and a weakness in one but Jake is really good at shutting off when he closes his computer like when he's done with work for the day he's done. Like he doesn't think about it anymore and he doesn't have to worry about it until 8 a.m. the next morning. And I think that's a strength. And sometimes it can be a weakness because you don't have the time to like sit down and process things. And so even when I ask him like, what's going on at work? He's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Like, and you know what I mean? Where it's like a strength and a weakness in one because your job is such a huge part of your life that like you do want to process things outside of work time but maybe that's more of a strength than a weakness I'm not sure what do you I'm think about that, Jake? Of that yeah I'm yeah. curious to hear your thoughts I've been earlier in my career I've been the other way where it's like when I was single more so or I'd work and then I'd go home and I'd oh what else am I gonna do I'll do a bit of work I'll try to get ahead and try to push ahead and I think the pandemic was really the the breaking point for me where I started working from home more frequently. And it was, yeah, just, it didn't make sense to me to continue working when I wasn't being paid more or picking up, you know, it's tough to see for a manager or other people to see you doing all that extra work. So my thing's always, I'm getting paid to work nine to five. You know, if I have to work a little bit later, I'm not going to 
say no and you know just completely ignore it but um that quiet quitting thing that everyone talking about that's kind of me where i'm gonna work my job i'm gonna get my job done my work done while i'm at work but i don't want to be on my phone looking at emails at 10 o'clock at night while i'm lying in bed so it's just a personal choice that i've made and i haven't seen any hindrances in my career because of it. So I will continue to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like my, my point there was not like, oh, you should be working all the time. Like I do. It's more like to maybe get to the next level and like, think about what your future is in the company. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, but again, I, I'm trying to, I'll cut myself off. I'm pretty good at, you know, I, I don't know if it's a Jake thing or a male thing, but just having the segments in my mind where I have boxes where I worry about things. And if I'm not at work, I'm not worrying about work. I really admire that about you, Jake, because you're saying, oh, I don't lay in bed and look at my email at 10 p.m. Literally what I was doing last night and when I woke up this morning. <laughs> and I think that there's like a, that, I mean, just a big difference between working in the corporate world and then working, like having your own business, you know, yeah, like it's, sure. it'd probably be a lot easier for us to switch things off at the end of the day if we weren't ultimately responsible for like every single little thing in business. So mm -hmm. I sometimes daydream about what that can look like for me, like on my burn it all down days. I'm just like, oh, I just want to quit everything. It's too hard. Too many rejections. Like, I just want to go work for someone else and have them tell me what to do because it does feel like, hey, I'm contributing to something bigger than myself. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like there's less pressure. I don't know. I mean, people who work in corporate feel a lot of pressure too. So yeah. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, there's a lot of pressure in both. You just have to be the type of person like Jake who can shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot to learn from Jake. Listen <laughs> up, people. Yeah, I'll answer the intro question too. Strengths and weaknesses. Uh, one of Esther's biggest strengths, definitely just her design and creative talent. I know she doesn't always feel that and she doesn't always see it, but every time she creates something and it's like, hey, Jake, do you want to see this? I'm like, yes, Come on, show me this. I want to see it. What new things have you put together, designed, branding, logos, website? How have you, <laughs> have you used your ability and ideas to use space or colors or whatever to? to be able to create something beautiful and wonderful for, for the client that you're working with right now. And it's, it's always incredible and just crazy to me is not <laughs> that type of person to, there's so many different ideas that she can constantly come up with. I, <laughs> if I did something like this, I'd be stuck using the same thing over and over and over again. And every single <laughs> website or brand I dealt with would be the exact same. So yeah, that's the biggest one there. And then just the courage to step out. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but to step out on her own to start a business, leave the salary job that she had to just step out and into the unknown a little bit is, is a huge strength of hers as well. Uh, and then weaknesses, just, you know, self-confidence, the imposter syndrome that she sometimes gets that can kind of just, you know, sometimes just wears on her and can, can bring her down. Um, so much where, you know, if things, it's such a cyclical nature, nothing's ever linear in this business with growth or anything. And, you know, those downturns can, can be pretty, <laughs> can be tough at times. And, uh, I feel that Esther that really weighs on her and can be, can be a weakness because it, you know, sometimes might makes it extend a little bit further or it makes it feel even lower than, um, than it actually is. And then it, you know, kind of reflects in, in other parts of her life and, like you said, Jen, you know, bringing your work home, being a business owner is a different experience where, you know, you kind of have to <laughs> have to bring it home as, you know, the owner of the business as an entrepreneur. You know, it just can that those downs can be pretty, pretty heavy sometimes. Yeah, very relatable. Yeah, it's interesting, too, to hear you say, like, my self-confidence, like in my work then trickles over into my personal life. It's really easy for me. And I think this is something that Jake is constantly supporting me in because almost every day I'm like, am I doing enough? Am I good enough? Am I like working hard enough? Are people caring about me enough? And then it turns into like physically I'm not enough or like all of these other things. And yeah, something that I'm definitely working on and that Jake has been helping support me on but it's hard to get out of that. Like, I know a lot of designers that we talk to as well 
the imposter syndrome is one of the hardest things to get over because you're constantly seeing people that are doing cool things out there that are really talented. And it's hard to remember that we are all unique in our own ways and that like no talent is necessarily better than the other. Love both of your answers so much. And I feel like there's so much that is so (laughs) relatable. I say that's relatable like 10 million times every episode, but that's why we started the podcast is so you guys could relate to us and so we could be vulnerable and stuff like that. So wonderful intro question. I'm curious about what Dylan would say. Dylan would probably say my weakness is the same thing is that like when a little thing or a big thing goes wrong, I connect it to all of these other things that I'm insecure about and spiral and cry and make a big deal about it. And that's just how I process things. You know, there's no shame in that, but it can be difficult for him to understand how to support me and what I need in those moments. And that's why we're having this podcast episode recording is to talk about supporting a partner who is running any sort of business, but specifically a design business. So let's jump into the conversation. I'm going to be doing this kind of interview style with Jake and Esther, and we'll just kind of be hanging out and chit-chatting. And I'm super curious to hear their answers. When I started my design business, I felt really alone. It felt really freeing to be a solo designer. But at the same time, I had no idea if I was undercharging, if I was even asking for the right amount, if I was giving the right deliverables. Everything felt super foggy. Marissa and Kinsey from The Brief Collective felt the exact same way. And they started something for people like us. The Brief Collective is an educational brand for designers. And their signature offer is the Design Biz Academy which is really cool. It has courses for all levels and all budgets. So if you're newer and you're not looking to make that big of an investment, but you still need some support, they have something for everyone. They also have courses that are not just focused on the business side of education, but they also have a course on Illustrator. They have a graphic design course so that you can brush up on your skills or acquire new ones. One Brief Collective member, Kaylee, went from charging $90 to charging thousands for her branding package. And another went from $30 to having a $3,500 minimum for branding, which is amazing. Brief Collective students, they come up with the confidence to make these financial strides. But at the same time, which I think is even more important and more valuable, they feel really supported and make genuine lifelong connections in a really safe and inclusive design space. In the Design Biz Academy university level, there are assignments that you can work on alongside other designers, exclusive job opportunities through their community, and they have a really cool interactive workshops where you can practice things like sales calls with your fellow students. Make your investment back in one client project after graduating from the Design Biz Academy. They're giving you guys an exclusive 10% off discount to the Design Biz Academy university level with the code BETTERDESIGNER. That can be used during their enrollment period of January 22nd through 27th, 2023. That's 10% off Design Biz Academy University with the code Better Designer. Check it out. So Esther, what is the most helpful thing that Jake has done for you or said to you during your business journey? It's so hard to figure out what the most helpful thing is that Jake has done because he does so many helpful things on a daily basis. And I think probably one of the biggest things for me is just being a really good listener. He will sit next to me and let me rant and get all of my emotions out. And he's great at sitting there and just taking it all in before he constructs his pep talk or his like words of advice or his comfort for me. And just being that person to like be a sounding board is huge. And especially over the last couple of years, just going through a lot of life changes, work changes, figuring out clients, dealing with crazy clients, dealing with like, how do I price this? Like Jake is really good at being the person who listens and like then gives advice. And oftentimes it's different than what I initially thought because Jake, like we talked about, his strength is problem solving and really like, understanding and seeing things from a bird's eye view and then figuring out how to solve things. So I would definitely say that's that has been 
the best part of having a partner alongside me in this, of just not being stuck in it in my own head and not knowing how to get out. He's always been there to just listen. And he's like, do you need to talk about this? Do you need to, do you need to work through this? Like what's going on? So that's been really helpful. Yeah. I think, you know, when you occasionally do get stuck in your head and you don't come to me, I can kind of tell (laughs) when things are starting to spiral a little bit for you. Not necessarily where things are going bad. It's just, you're getting stuck, you're getting frustrated, uh, you're getting annoyed. And, you know, once in a while where if I'm busy or, you know, I'm not really sitting right beside you at the time, you'll try to work through things together. And sometimes that goes well and sometimes that doesn't. But I think it just, you know, whether it's a partner or a friend or whatever, just someone to be able to talk to and, and bounce ideas off of is, is always helpful. Even in what I do when I'm an accountant, it's, you know, that's the one nice thing about going back to the office now is when I'm sitting beside my coworkers, I'm like, Hey, this looks weird. Hey, coworker, can you come look at this? It's uh, it's a little (laughs) weird to me that, that this is, you know, the way it is, this is look normal to you and get, you know, get that second opinion is always. Yeah. Another thing I'm thankful for is that Jake isn't creative. I know like some people are like, I wish my partner was creative, but like, honestly, it's kind of nice that he's not because I would feel this level of like competition or he'd give advice and I'd be like, well, I don't want to take that. That's stupid advice. Like in my head, of course, but <laughs> in your head, of course. now like for him, it's more of, yeah, just like an emotional thing rather than like him getting emotionally invested in my designs as well. That actually leads into my next question. Um, I am curious if you guys have any stories, funny or not, about design or client advice that Jake has given you, Esther. I have an example here. One time Dylan told me that a logo I designed looked like a butt and it actually did. (laughs) And it was hilarious, but he actually saved me from some embarrassment in presenting that to the client because like I didn't see it. And so that is another thing. It's like, okay, I'm grateful that like you have a different perspective as a non-designer so curious if you guys have he ever has a teenager's perspective like <laughs> honestly like a 14 year old so <laughs> yeah I think kind of my role in that has changed over the last couple of years like right at the beginning there was a lot of when Esther was doing logos or putting some brand stuff together where she'd be kind of designing stuff on her journal and putting it together and I'd be like oh what about this what about that um, I'm sure we had something look phallic at some point where I'm like, can't really do <laughs> it that. Happens. It uh, happens. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's too easy. And then uh, it's kind of progressed to as she's done websites, kind of being quality control, where I'll uh, either log in on my computer into the, the dev site and go through it and read through, you know, looking for random spaces, spacing issues where there's problems. Esther one time had a nightmare client who was looking at a website on just a giant screen. Oh, the worst. Like I, I, It's just an unusual screen that no one else would ever look at. And she's like, there's all these issues. There's all these issues. And it's like, well, we can't do much about it. There's no way for us to see. And me being the problem solver I am, played Dr. Google with uh, with the internet to figure it out and managed to find this random little line in the code to, yeah, can you adjust this to... <laughs> So that it just hey, it fixes it for her. He debugs code. That's yeah. amazing. Debugs code. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely really good at that. Like when I was first doing websites, when I was first learning Squarespace and coding, it, he would, I'd get so frustrated and be like, I wish that you knew code. And he'd come in and just be like, well, how about you do it this way? And not even code related, he fixed it. Wow. Like he knew how that I could then translate it into code and it was insane. Well, I mean, coding is logical. It's logic, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is. Also, another role that you've played, and this was at the very beginning of my business, is helping me price out things for my proposals. I had no idea what to do and he would like crunch some numbers real quick, like literally within a second and be like, you should do this. And then your next tier should be this because it makes sense for all the like collateral to pan out. And it was just, you know, and I was just trying to do this number plus this number to get a third package and somehow more than both of those put together. There's an error there. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that. I wish I had someone like that in my corner to be like, wait, because I feel like a lot of my pricing is still very intuitive. And I, you know, just built that up over time. And I think that's totally okay to price, you know, based off of how well compensated you're going to feel from knowing how long something is going to take and how many hours. But yeah, back in the day, like it was so difficult to figure out, like even, even with expenses too, it's like, okay, like, well, what percentage of this project can I afford to spend on a subcontractor or on fonts or on a template to make it actually worth my time? A lot of projects mm-hmm. they did in the early days, like I lost money on just due to the number of hours that I was putting in. And that's a normal thing of, you know, getting started in a design business. So don't feel bad if that happens to you. It happens to everybody, but it's just a learning moment. But I love that you are able to support her in that way. And do you also do her business finances at the end of the year? <laughs> I do the taxes, or I did the taxes okay. last year. We're going to see what happens this nice. year. No, we're not going to see. You literally said... <laughs> You well, need to get a tax get accountant. accountant for this year. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was annoying to do uh, myself, but I helped her set up her uh, her files for tracking her expenses and, and putting that together. Nice. You know, as as the business grows, we'll see if Excel can <laughs> can expand to work for hey, her, or if she we'll needs see to if get there's enough lines. You might be making yeah. so much money and doing so many yeah. projects that there's just not enough lines in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we support a king who can do spreadsheets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't. Dylan used to do spreadsheets all the time in the army, and like. He's good at it, but like, it's not his thing. So I've been like trying to introduce notion to him just like on the personal side of like our family finances and the logins and stuff like that. And I'm like, did you check the notion database? And he's like, oh, dang it. I did not. And I'm like, here's the link. Bye. Like, <laughs> it kind of bugs him a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. No, Jake hasn't done a ton. Like since the very beginning, he did help me set up yeah. everything. And I was amazed because I tried to set up my own Excel sheet and it took me like five days. And he was like, yeah, give me 20 minutes. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I feel like ugh, everyone needs a Jake. Yeah. That's where cutting off my, uh, my brain from work is, is the bit of the hindrance. Um, because uh, it's yeah. like, I get home and it's like, I don't know how much I want to look at Excel spreadsheets at home. While I'm doing all <laughs> hey, that I work. don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. I, I had to learn about pivot tables one time in an mm. accounting class and that, that was beyond me. I still don't know how that stuff works. So more power to you. If you guys have pivot tables set up for Sarah. You yep. That's what he one. did. Yep. <laughs> that's what took him 20 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what you did here, but it works great. So how do you both feel like your leadership styles are different? Like with Dylan, he tends to be more direct and his client communication advice actually never matches up to the way that I actually end up handling a situation because the way that he communicates with people is so different from the way that I do. So I'm curious about both of you, like how you would answer that question in terms of like, if you have different styles or similar things or advice or anything like that. Yeah, I think we do have fairly different styles. Um, For me, I think just my personality, I'm a very calm personality. I don't take anything personally. I feel like nothing really gets to me and Esther can confirm or deny if that's correct. (laughs) The opposite of me. I feel like I'm like, everything gets to me and I take everything personally. (laughs) Yeah. Side little note, I was watching a TikTok and it was like questions that you should know about your spouse or your partner and the last question is like, what are they stressed out about right now? And I was like, uh, uh. Jake doesn't stress about anything. Like, <laughs> I don't know, the last time he ate, I guess. Like, I was going to say, what's he going to have for lunch? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so I think having that personality myself kind of takes me in a different direction when people are asking questions because I feel like and whether I'm right or wrong, nothing's ever really aimed at me personally <laughs> in my career. It's always kind of aimed at my work and just that's like what we said, it's a separate thing from me. So if when something's aimed at my work and when Esther's coming to me with some problems, it's like, hey, this person said this, I feel like they're just attacking me. And I'm like, that's not how I think about it. It's a little bit different. You know, if my mindset is they have an issue with this project, nothing to do with you there's something wrong with the design, whatever, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, you just have to, if you don't understand, you have to clarify or, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, keep calm and, you know, try to explain yourself. But I haven't been through all of the meetings and stuff that Esther has been through. It's like, oh, I've explained it so many times. 
where, you know, that can just get frustrating. It's like, yeah, I just continue to <laughs> say the same thing over and over until someone finally listens to you. And I don't think Esther loves doing that because it gets grinds on her nerves a lot. Yes. Agreed. Also, I think that Jake, his communication style is super straightforward. Like in his emails, it's like, can you send me this? Like, there's no like fluff in it. Like, Hey, hope you're having a good week. Like Mm -hmm. when you get a chance, can you send me this thing? all right, I'll talk to you later. Like, like, I feel like I add a lot of fluff and I like to be very personal with my clients. Like I enjoy getting to know them on a friendship level and not everybody's going to be a friend, but I like try to create that vibe in my conversations. And I think for Jake, I see this in his work and his team, like he doesn't even really want to get dinner with them. You know, he's like, I just want to like go to work, shut off. Like I, there's not, a personal level to it and things have changed for him a little bit too over his like previous jobs like where he absolutely didn't and now it's 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 changed a little bit but definitely more like no bs he just does his work and there's no person attached to it in a way yeah we well we use slack at work for instant messaging it always feels weird like sometimes i'm like oh it's monday morning should i say hi and say good morning or do i just straight (laughs) out ask hey can you send me this (laughs) <laughs> I don't really care about your weekend or how your morning is going. Oh, just goodness. send me stuff. And it, it sometimes I'll think about it and it'll feel a little impersonal. And sometimes it's like, I, I need to do my work. I don't. But also mind. I think things for you have changed as you've gone back to the office. Yeah. Like seeing people in person makes it more personable. And I think that's something that I always crave with, because we're solo entrepreneurs, right? Like I want to like feel like I'm connected with people. That's why I want to build friendships in my business. Whereas like you just have people that you work with anyways. Yeah, I relate. I don't really have anything (laughs) to say. Um, But no, like Dylan's email style is just can feel a little abrasive at times because of how direct and efficient his language is. And that just comes from his army career and experience of like, send me the document, period, you know nothing more, nothing less, you know, there's no, there's no, there's definitely no exclamation points. And if I'm sitting over here sending Lauren, my production designer, a 10 minute long boxer talking about my day and ask her about her day, asking her about a couple of things. Oh, should we get on a call? Oh, I saw this cool mock-up. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I have never really been in a leadership position where I'm managing any full-time people. I've, you know, in my corporate experience, been on the lower end of the totem pole in terms of being a design assistant. Maybe we had an intern, but that's something that's on my mind for sure as I move into the next year and wanting to invest more in team and subcontractors and finding the best way to step into that leadership role of like, how can I communicate the most effectively? But at the same time, how can I also like encourage and connect with the people that are in my business. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a quality. fine line. Like there's, yeah. there's a balance and not a lot of bosses do that extremely well, you know? Yeah. So Jake, what was the leap from agency to solo studio like for you as Esther's partner? What role did you take in encouraging her? And then how would you recommend a partner support someone making a similar career transition? Yeah. So for us, when Esther made that change, we it was during the pandemic. So we were already working from home full time at the time. So in terms of the day-to-day, like, you know, I had my space in our apartment at the time where I worked and Esther kind of had her space. And that that didn't really change too much in terms of our day-to-day, which was kind of nice where, you know, instead of Esther all of a sudden not going to the office anymore and being stuck at home alone, I was able to be there. And just kind of, you know, go through, like she said, be the person that she bounces proposal ideas off of, or when she's going through logo or website designs, you know, being able to to talk to me. And yeah, like Esther said, she kind of craves that the social aspect of it, not being stuck alone was, uh, was I think a big help. And, you know, one of the, the silver linings of the pandemic happening <laughs> when it did. And Esther kind of jumping into into her business at that time. For me, yeah, the the role of encourager was just kind of being the ear to listen to. Um, 
whether she was complaining about clients or worrying about where her next job (laughs) where the next client was going to come from, stuff like that. Um, Kind of her approach to her business has changed over the last couple of years. I remember right at the beginning when she was first starting out, it was like, hey, this is a client. I need to take this job. I want to take it. I just want to have work to do and have money coming in. So just kind of encouraging her to think about it. Don't rush into anything, you know, put the proposal together. Don't just take what you can get, but, you know, being a part of that, uh, that process. And then right at the beginning of Esther starting a business, she took a course, which course was that? Design Biz Mastery. Uh, Design Biz Mastery. Shout out to Morgan Rapp. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, I don't think yeah. we were in, wait, we were in at the same time though. Yes, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we mentioned Morgan at least once every episode. So, <laughs> Morgan, if you guys have not done DBM, boost, yeah. run, don't walk because yeah. it's amazing. So, yeah, Esther was like right at the beginning. She's like, oh, should I do this? It's kind of expensive. It was like she signed up before she even officially launched her design studio. And it was just like, oh, this is kind of expensive. Is it going to be worthwhile? And just being there to encourage her is, you know, kind of being coming from a business background. It's like, yeah, you have to spend money to make money. If you think this, you know, this course is going to make sense for you in terms of being able to successfully run your business, 100% jump into it. And like you said, shout out that it worked out really well for Esther and, uh, you know, kind of going through those other things that make sense to buy this font, to purchase this course, buy these templates, hire out to, uh, to a subcontractor, you know, kind of, you know, coming from that business side of things, like, yes, it makes sense to, you know, spend that money to be able to make money, you know, whether it's subcontracting out so you can work on something else and get new business or you're keeping it and foregoing other business opportunities. Just as Esther was really starting her business and didn't really, you know, know any of that stuff, just being the sounding board to talk about it and and understand and encourage her to, you know, just continue working, you know, things, you know, if things are bad right now, they're going to get better. If things are good right now, keep plugging through it. This is, this is a good time. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it because uh, it's not going to go in a straight line up all the time. Yeah, I think too, to add on to that, Jake was really great at helping me take some risks, like helping me think through things to be able to, like he said, like you have to spend money to make money, but we talk through it and make sure that we thought it was a really good idea. But some of them were risky and some of those didn't pan out the way that I wanted to. So although it's not like, I want to say he allowed me to fail, but he didn't know that I was going to fail in certain aspects, right? Like we're taking risks together because this is a partnership where like, my financial loss is also his financial loss. So it's not like I can just go do whatever I want, but um, definitely just being the person who's like cheering me on and wanting me to invest and do better for my business. And also, yeah, take risks and be okay with like any outcome, good or bad. Yeah, I think when you're in your head as a business owner, sometimes it can just be so clarifying to get someone else's like initial gut reaction. You know, like I'll ask Dylan, like, okay, gut reaction, this logo versus this logo. Most of the time he can't tell a difference. And then I have to point it out to him. But like, you know, with investments and stuff like that, like, you know, especially like it's, it's different than a business coach too. Cause I'm like, oh, this you like, you have a little business coach with you, but like, it's so much more than that. Because like you said, like there's skin in the game, you know, this is his income too. This is like a partnership that you guys have. So yeah, I think of it as part business coach, part therapist, part yes. <laughs> part cheerleader, <laughs> like part kind of playing friend. all those roles. Yeah, whenever yeah. whenever it's needed there, you know, kind of playing the role that you need to at the time. Yeah. You know, wh- whatever's happening. Another thing too that Jake did that I would say is a recommendation for any partner who's supporting somebody, especially in the beginning, but all like throughout business is Jake telling me, okay, you're shutting off tonight. We're going to go get dinner. Like we're going to watch a TV show. Like we're going to go for a date night. Like you're not working anymore. And I think that those moments, while they're not all the time, like they're not every single week, but like it's when he knows that there's, it's just a lot and it needs to completely shut off. He's really good at just telling me like, we need to do something else. Um, So I definitely recommend that for anybody to have your partner 
know or give them the permission to tell you to quit for the day, to just like take a break. When he's at work, sometimes I'll call him and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so stressed out. I don't know what to do. And he's like, how about you go take a walk? How about you go make lunch? Like just stop looking at your stuff. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like celebrating too. Like I don't naturally celebrate my wins. I plan to, and then I'll have a win and then it's immediately onto the next thing. And Dylan will notice that and he'll say, wait, you just completed and launched that website. Let me take you out to dinner. We need to celebrate this. And so we actually kind of made this little thing where whenever I launch a website or complete a brand, that's like bigger than a day, right? We don't do it for every single like little tiny project, but like a significant project we will go out to dinner and make that dinner a specific celebration of that project. Let's start doing that. Yeah. I love that. And then it's also like an excuse to like, you know, put the meal on the business card, you know, you get the 50%, you know, tax discount. Maybe the IRS is going to come for me now that I said that, but it's fine. And also try new places. And I don't know, like I celebrating wins is something that is just so important. And it also doesn't have to be spending money. It can be like a date night in or like, let's have a drink at home and like cheers to like me completing this project or reaching this milestone in business. Or even if it's like you had a horrible week and at the end of the week, you're you're like, you know what? We're going to end the week with a drink and we're going to start fresh next week. Like I just, that's what that made me think of. Um, So yeah, you guys should do that. So Jake, what have been some of the challenges associated with supporting a partner who runs their own business and how did you guys work through those challenges together? Yeah, I think the, there's two main ones. The first one is uh, running your own business, a lot of work, especially at the beginning. I felt Esther, you know, not really having that cut off and just wanting to continue working, wanting to be successful, which is a great trait to have. But, you know, I felt like I lost a bit of time with her at the time and just like Esther said, trying to encourage her to to quit, to, to take a break, take an evening off. You know, you want to be successful in your business financially, personally, you know, all, all that stuff. So, you know, sometimes, you know, that means putting your head down and working, 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 and then you work late, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, you know, into the evenings. 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 a.m., 3 a.m. From, I'm just going to say, I got slack from Esther last night. I woke up at 6 a.m. and it said five hours ago. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but you're that's right midnight now. our time. Oh, yeah, then, okay. That's, that's early that's here. Not yeah. that's, that's early. The night is young. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just uh, just trying to work with Esther on, you know, when's time for us, you know, making sure that's baked into into her schedule because, you know, as important as having a successful business is, <laughs> my personal opinion is having a successful relationship between the two of us is also very important. And that means that means spending time together. So yeah, working together, just talking to Esther, you know, hey, I noticed you're working a lot this week. Can we, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, can we spend time just us um, and whatnot? And Esther has always been very receptive to that and open to that. She she understands, um, yeah, that she also <laughs> wants both things to be successful as well. And then the other thing I mentioned earlier was just kind of letting the the challenges and the frustrations of any business issues kind of roll into your personal life. And then, yeah, like Esther said, just, you know, spiraling from I'm not a good designer to I'm not a good person. And and that goes downhill. And that's never a true thing. <laughs> you know, what's happening in your business doesn't affect who you are as a person, as an individual. So uh, just, you know, being there to, you know, sit with her, challenge her way of thinking, you know, just try to bring her back to herself, you know, whether she's frustrated or mad or sad and, and depressed. Um you know, whatever emotion she's going through is just kind of being there to try to bring her back to centered on herself and then uh, encouraging her to either step away or step back into it and, and work through a solution. But, you know, it's not always an immediate solution. It's not how life works. Sometimes you need to step away to come up with a solution. But yeah, I think those are the, those are the two main challenges is just, you know, the ups and downs of just the business, um, and how it can affect your personal life. And then just, you know, the the time that's being put in and the time that's being put into the relationship. 
Agreed. I was going to give you an opportunity to respond. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and Esther's been, Esther's been good. Again, it's always, you know, emotions are always going to be a big part of, of the human experience. So, you know, just trying to, trying to work through it when there is issues, talking through it. Communication is always key yeah. in every aspect of a relationship. So. Yeah. Those are the two things that Dylan would probably say as well for me. It's tough riding the waves of burnout or not enough clients or difficult client situations, especially because like Jake, neither you nor Dylan have personal experience working with an unhappy design client. So it can be hard for Dylan to know what I need in those moments. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we've had in our relationship that's related to my business is like, how do I, like, do I need his advice or do I need to talk to a coach? Like, do I, should I talk to Esther or is this something that's like a personal thing that like maybe my husband would be a better person to talk to about this? Obviously I'll tell him everything, but sometimes he's just like, I don't know how to help you. Like it, it hurts me to see you upset. Like, and that's like painful for him. And like, you know, it just can be like kind of messy. So I just wanted to say like, that is extremely relatable. And yeah, I agree I with that too. 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 And I think like what you said about like, you share everything with Dylan, he'll know everything too. Like I want to share everything with him. And I feel like I do for the most part, but sometimes I'm like, he doesn't need to hear that. Like he doesn't need to like, that's the challenge that I struggle with myself is like, letting people in fully to what I'm going through. So like, I'll let you know a little bit. Maybe I'll tell Danielle a little bit and then I'll tell Jake a little bit and I'll tell Cypress a little bit. Oh, <laughs> like, thanks, boy. Just kidding. I won't tell Cypress. I'll just give him cuddles. <laughs> He's a um, but just like, I feel like I tell people piecemeal and then when I really should, I still can do that, but like still let my partner in on things that are, that I'm dealing with because sometimes I'll even tell Jake this and like, but you don't care. And he's like, no, I do. I really do. I want to know. And I'm like, really? Because I don't think you'll get it. And he's like, but it doesn't matter. Like, I still want to know. Aw, that's the right answer, Jake. <laughs> Good job. Support. Good job. Good husband. If I don't hear about it, I'm going to hear about it some other way. Yeah. Whether it's yeah, Esther's in a bad true. mood. It's not like she's going to get mad at me, but she's in a bad mood. And then, you know, a day gets darkened because yeah. some random thing went wrong. And I'm like, what happened? And it's like, she tells me something about three days ago. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And that is me. That is yeah. me as well. I, I relate from personal experience. It's going to come out one way or another. Yep. Usually me crying on the floor at the end of the week if I don't get it out early. So yes, I think our last question here is twofold. And this is really for our listeners, for both of you, Esther and Jake, like what advice, Esther, would you give to designers and helping their partners and family members understand and support them? And then also Jake, like what advice would you give to the partners and family members who want to support someone in this space? It's really hard. The, this is something that I think about a lot. And I tell I tell Jake too, because he's like, how, how can I better support you? And I'm like, when I'm in the depths of it, I don't actually know what I need. Like, it's really hard when you are struggling and when you're crying to be like, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. But I think that when I take a step back and think about like how people can best support, it's really asking them to check in, to just say like, hey, how's your business going? Like, is there anything you're struggling with? How can I be like thinking about you? Is there anything I can do? And I'm sure like a lot of the time it might be like, no, uh, things are going fine, whatever. But like the odd time that I do need somebody to chat about it with, like at least they've been there to like check in. And I think that having people who you're able to share vulnerably with is huge and just allowing people into that space. It's hard because like, like I said earlier, you kind of want to hold it all yourself. And I think of like, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm the business owner, but I wear so many hats, the social media manager, the copywriter, the strategist, like that's all for my own business. I'm the accountant when Jake doesn't want to do it. Just like so many different things. And it's impossible to also be your own therapist. So having people who will check in is the best type of support. 
and people who also just be like, can you share my stuff? Can you like be excited with me? Like celebrate with me that I launched a project or like buy that product if you can, if you can afford to, or you want to, you don't have to, but like, we're not in an MLM here, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, just like having people celebrate with you is, is really important. What do you think, Jake? Yeah. uh, And then in terms, I think it's a little bit different for a partner because of the intimate relationship versus a family member or a friend, but overall being there, I think is the most important thing, you know, for me being there meant, you know, shoulder to lean on, here to listen, someone to bounce ideas off of, you know, quality control, all of those different things that I've done. But that can mean different things for different people. As a designer, you're going to know what being there, someone else being there for you is going to mean for you. But as as a partner or friend, family member, whatever, it's, you know, just just show up, be there. It's it's kind of (laughs) the, the most important part of things, you know, multiple parts of life. But yeah, just like Esther said, be there to celebrate, be there to encourage, be there to just listen. I don't always have to be the solution person. I can just be there. Esther sometimes just needs somewhere to vent. And, uh, and Cyprus is pretty good at listening, but I can <laughs> I can sympathize a little bit better. So yeah, I I say that's the most important um, most important thing um, for us. We've been fortunate that you know I've got a pretty well paying job that you know, has benefits. So Esther doesn't have to worry about those things from her side of the business. And, you know, blessing for us that, that we're able to, you know, not worry about that side of the business, but not everyone has that, you know, in, in their personal life or in their relationships. So yeah, just, you know, encouraging and, you know, listening is, is the most important thing. It's all, it's all about communication and, and, you know, talking and, you know, being there physically, emotionally, spiritually if you need to (laughs) love that I love this conversation so much Um, and we have an inbox question that I feel like can be kind of relatable I'm actually curious to hear Jake your take on this inbox question if that would be okay it's about confidence and so in the spirit of encouragement and supportive vibes we have our inbox question from con Dan they said I want to learn how to be confident in speaking with potential clients and establish authority as a branding expert so as a non-branding expert Jake, we would love to hear your thoughts on this question and then if Esther, you want to pop in as well. Yeah, I think coming in, you know, the first thing is just knowing that you are the expert. If I was someone coming for branding advice, I don't know anything. So come in as the branding expert, you know a lot of things, but keep it simple. Like that's the biggest thing to show that you really are an expert is you're, you understand things to uh, a full extent, but keep it simple that you can communicate with the other person on the other side of, of the table, the other side of the screen, however you're talking, um, you know, keep it simple, but show that you are that expert. Um, you know, like, uh, the question said, how to be confident, you know, coming from my direct approach, (laughs) it's just, yeah, taking that mindset of being, you know, knowing you are the expert and then, you know, try not to be pushed around someone, people are gonna be like, Oh, it should look like this, but you have to, be able to explain in simple terms that this is from a brand perspective, this is why this is going to work a lot better. And then explain that, you know, things are going to, um, you know, look, feel, be understood better in, in the terms that this, that you as the the designer are bringing forward. Yeah. To add on to that, I, I, fully agree. I think that it's when, when a client or a potential client comes to you and says like, this is what I want. An expert would take a step back and say, okay, but what do you need and what's going to work well? It's not about just like what the client wants. It's how is it going to be best for their company? What is like pushing back on it? Like asking them more questions to get to the actual solution as opposed to just saying like, sure, I'll do anything. Because if you do anything, you're ultimately doing not the most, not the best product for your client. 100% agreed. I feel like confidence starts away from your computer. 
and like away from your business. Uh, there's a lot of like self work that happens that goes into confidence. And there's just, there's time too. like, I would never ask of myself four years ago when I started my business to have the confidence that I do now because I have four years of experience under my belt. So give yourself grace and be as confident as you feel like you can and or want to be in this moment. Um, and like Jake said, like your clients are hiring you because they can't do this themselves. So that in and of itself makes you the expert in the relationship, even if you don't feel like you're as good as other designers. You don't have the experience of other designers. Between you and your client, there's going to be an exchange of ideas. There's going to be things that they don't know about. And it's it's your job to to educate them and to, you know, speak to them about your experience. And, you know, you don't have to pretend to be a huge agency and have all of these years of experience. You can be open and honest with people about your history and what you've done and the projects you've worked on. And I mean, that's how I got so many new projects with new business owners who related to me in that way. So I think vulnerability is a big part of it as well. And, you know, kind of beating that imposter syndrome of thinking, oh my goodness, are people going to actually discover that I don't know what I'm doing? You know, you could own it a little bit, be like, you know what, this is going to be my first Shopify project, but I'm in a course right now. I feel confident I'd be able to achieve your goals and I'm going to give you a great price. Like that feels so much more chill and confident than, you know, bringing a nervous energy about, oh my goodness, are they going to discover that I don't know what I'm doing? Yeah. Another thing to add on to that is I think that this comes into like what I think my strengths are in going back to that of like communicating with people is just allowing that like natural ease of a conversation as opposed to like pretending to be this like, well, super knowledgeable branding expert, like allowing yourself to just be human first and having a conversation with a fellow business owner who's trying to do the best in their business, but not trying so hard to be that expert, right? Like I know that Con, your question was like, how do you establish authority as a branding expert? But I think that it, go- it takes a little bit of a step back of like, you know, you are, so just have a normal friendly conversation. You know, when those people are like trying to be super salesy, you don't want to be that salesy person (laughs) on a call. No, no salesy energy. I mean, Morgan talks about this all the time in Design Fist Mastery, neutral energy, you know, just show up as you are, be honest, be vulnerable, be transparent. And people are going to relate to that. And if they don't, then they're not your person, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's a complicated question, but I feel like I feel like we did a good job answering it. And Con, let us know in the Facebook group or you can DM us directly on Instagram um, if you have any follow-up questions for that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you both. Thank you, Esther, for joining me on this podcast. No, thank you <laughs> for sharing some of your, your morning with us and for both of you for being so vulnerable and open. Um, I know that that is you know, we, we all know that's what our listeners love so much about this space that we have created and the content that we put out there. You definitely don't see conversations like this happening on Instagram very often. I don't, I'm not going on IG live with my husband. Uh, I don't, maybe you guys are, but um, let us know what resonated in the Facebook group. Um, I feel like this is a little bit of a different type of conversation that we've had. That's just a little bit more on the personal side and like I'm living for it. So let us know if you guys enjoyed and if you have any specific questions around maybe a friend or family member who doesn't understand or isn't supportive, we would love to step into that role for you and just kind of be that listening ear and that encourager. Um, and that's what our Facebook group is all about. So hop into there. Yes, agreed. And if you guys need to have Jake on this podcast again, we, I am volunteering him. He can always <laughs> come back. He can just come up the stairs for another call. What do you think, Jake? Happy to be back again. I know. We'll we'll have to invite you for another inbox question in the future. And also, I mean, you guys you guys are going to start your own podcast, right? Maybe someday. Maybe. You got to figure out what it's going to be about. <laughs> it doesn't need to be about anything. It's just you guys. Yeah. Oh well, thank you again, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in next week's episode. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. 
We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air, or you want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. If you love these conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash betterpodcast. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thanks to our producer, John, from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again next week.